0: Hello, adventurers. I want to take a moment to tell you that all our content can now be found uninterrupted and commercial-free on Apollo Plus. Apollo Plus is a subscription-based service that enhances your audio fiction experience with ad-free access to your favorite shows and exclusive content, while at the same time supporting us all as creators to keep bringing you quality content. Please take a moment to check out Apollo Plus at apollopods.com or download the app in your Google or Apple app stores. Again, that's Apollo Plus, your new home for quality audio fiction. Wow. Oh, uh, hello, adventurers. Uh, I guess welcome to the nether spring. Huh. A huge temple, I would guess, carved out of the ancient skull of a colossal giant. Dates back to the War of the Stone, about 1,500 years ago. Oh, the giant? <laughs> well, definitely before that. <laughs> uh, oh, I've sent our patrons Ryan Donnelly, Rory Christensen, Lanny Flanagan, Jolene Fresquez, Haley Munoz, Daniel Nichols, and Brian Dowling back to Garnet Keep to let them know about Squib and... Well, to prepare our defenses. Just in case. Who knows what Lord Palace and Dekion have planned. Well, why don't you run up ahead and see why Benedict can't seem to open up that old door? Dawn Dragons Season 5, Episode 5 Halls of Time
1: Well... It's not any language I know.
2: Dwarvish?
3: Mm, no, not even the best handwriting I've ever seen would look like that.
2: Not magic either. There's a strong power keeping the door locked, but the words aren't arcane.
3: Hey, just thought I'd come down and check up on you all. Those two are driving me insane. Dabri is coming down too. Zorn and Shimi are fighting over the last butter cookie, and Shimi thinks his dog needs to get special treatment. I mean, they seem happy as can be rolling in that dead fish we found. Ugh. Yuck. Anyways,
1: I... Whoa. Uh. Huh. What? Do you see something in these letters?
0: The torchlight illuminated the carved symbols in the smooth stone archway over the door. A pattern of lines drawn downward through the series of glyphs was familiar to the wine smuggler.
3: Uh... Maybe? It just says... a gift. Something about
1: a gift. What language is it? Hey! Uh,
2: it's... Hey! What did you all find back there?
3: It's an old... thieves language. Rarely seen anymore. We saw it a lot in the tunnels around Red Vale back in Darkovnia.
2: What language? Uh... Move. Let Let me see. What the...
1: Um... That's different.
0: A hidden mechanism in the door unlocked, and the musty smell of stagnant and ancient air flooded out from behind the dark crimson door. Soon, it came to rest, revealing a stairway beyond.
2: Let's see what's down this way, I guess. Uh, Sophie, guard the door. Let's go. You got it.
0: The stone hallway was illuminated by red-orange torches, which sprang to life as they stepped forward into the stairway that led downward into the unknown.
2: Um, Cordelia, can I talk to you real quick? Hey, uh, I'll catch up with you all, okay? What is it, Sophie? I just want it on record that this time it's not me deciding to go off on an adventure into stupid land <laughs> noted just promise me that if some dream guy shows up again stop <laughs> just okay i i promise <laughs>
0: The stairway descended floors and floors into the darkness, and just at the edge of their vision, another torch was found and ignited. It was mesmerizing. Dabria's eyes peered forward, but seemed not to focus on anything in particular. Benedict saw the same look on her face they saw on the streets of Enric, lost in some distant thought or memory.
2: It smells like death in there. Be careful.
0: Entering the room at the base of the stairway, they saw a 20 by 10 foot entryway of some sort. On either side of the doorway across the room, a few ancient bookcases still stood, long since decayed with blackened rot and mold. What appeared to be a smooth dark red and black marble stone case stood alone on its end. It was large enough for a person to be buried beneath the stone lid, like a coffin.
3: A sarcophagus? Is this a tomb?
1: Placing it in the first room sure makes it feel that way. But it's a big room for a single body to be laid to rest. And
2: there's another door across the way. Most tombs have a single entry and exit. Let's check it out.
3: Whoa. Wait a second. Let me take a look first. A little bird told me you might need to check for maybe, oh, I don't know, some traps?
0: Um, yeah. Skamir rubbed his bandage but now healing thigh. Injured from the traps in the room above. That could be a good
3: idea. Yeah. Don't want you getting
0: shish kebabs too.
2: Hmm, smart. Alright, go ahead.
3: There are no pressure plates on the floor here, but there is a latch on the door. Here, Hmm. Seems all right. Benedict, give me a hand here.
1: Okay. No!
0: The door swung open on its ancient hinge.
1: It's empty. Except that etching.
0: Dabria brought the torch closer, peering into the empty stone box. The flames made the carvings seem to dance.
2: It's... it's just some woman handing a man some gift.
1: Uh, That's not just a woman. You see the dress and her crown. That's the maiden... handing the gift to... the ferryman.
0: Dabria looked at the lines on their faces as a memory long thought to be lost sprung to her mind. Papa? A log burned. In the cobbled and mossy fireplace, she could see the snow outside, gently falling across their plowed and now empty fields, and hear the sound of the waves, a hundred feet below the cliffside, crashing. The occasional gentle creak of the windmill's giant blades was cozy and expected in their humble little home. Papa? Papa? a man sat in his chair white mutton chops framing a gentle smile behind icy blue eyes that twinkled in the gentle firelight she saw her young arms no older than 10 reach out to him as he held a toy out for her shaped as a carved wooden bear with a single red bow around its neck
2: oh wow papa but I didn't get you anything. Um. Uh. Oh, here. Here's a feather for you, Papa. A beautiful feather.
1: Dabria.
3: Hello. Hey, Dabria. You you all right?
2: What? Yeah. Yes. Yes. God, I'm fine. Get off me.
3: Whoa there, cranky pants. We just want to make. Shut
2: up, Vash. Come on, let's go. There's nothing.
3: Jeez. Wait.
0: Hmm. As Dabry and the others made their way out of the room, Vash stooped to pick up a single ancient branch of some unknown exotic wood that was in a bowl at the bottom of the case. Vash, get in
3: here. Coming. One sec. Whoa.
0: Vash found them all standing in a large stone room. The smell of ancient dust was now unexpectedly frigid and cold. The room was empty except for a stone chest watched over by the statues of three 15-foot-high beings. Amazing. Angels.
1: Three angels.
3: Beautiful. Their wings are like a dove's, aren't they? But the faces are like ours. Well, maybe not, Scottmere. Hey, under the right circumstances, I believe I can fly. Are they good creatures?
1: Not creatures, my friend. Holy warriors. Defending our world from forces of darkness. So, basically you? (laughs) No, not me, Scottmere. Though we all could try to be more like them, I suppose.
0: Benedict stepped forward and ran a hand along the smooth, carved marble of the statues. The three angels were stooped with their hands laid upon the lid of the stone chest. Their eyes were closed in reverence. Except for one. Her head was missing. From time, they imagined... It was no surprise that such an ancient work of art was missing pieces over the long stretch of time it had possibly stood.
1: It's a shame her head is missing. I bet this was beautiful in its day. Look, there's silver under some of this dust. It's
2: amazing. What about those markings?
1: Yeah.
3: Or that book.
2: Book? Can I see?
3: Absolutely.
0: Vash stepped to the stone chest and picked up the small leather book, handing it to Cordelia.
2: I don't know these markings. Is it a language?
3: Let me see. Yeah, it's uh well um
0: Vash was a skilled smuggler. He had many times had to dodge a surprise with the use of his smooth speech. Speech that came from the ballrooms and banquet halls of Noble House Silverbrand and Darkovnia, no doubt. He found himself stammering here, though. As his eyes widened slightly, he shook his head to gain his composure.
3: Ah, well, I kind of recognize it, and see, uh, won't open.
2: I know it's magic. I can tell, maybe if I...
3: Actually, uh, let me look at it a bit and get back to you. I'm not sure we want to do anything until we figure out what this means on the cover. That's fair. But I could- Just trust me on this one. I have an idea of someone who can help, but they aren't here.
2: Oh. Um. Alright. Sounds good. Well, then, what about the symbols on the box? Those look kind of like what we saw upstairs, right?
0: Yes! Um, Relieved at the change in subject. Vash tucked the book into the back of his worn, dark brown belt, just to the right of his quiver. He quickly knelt down in front of the border of markings just below the lid.
3: If the cycle of death should again be broken, inside here lies the hero's token. Three sisters watch and three sisters pray that their shadow can't return one day. Is this it? He mentions something about the lost children of the elements. It doesn't make much sense, though.
1: Huh.
2: Try it.
3: Fire, earth, water, air. Birth for children without care. Raised in anger and nurtured spite, they turn themselves away from light. Beware the. blank, the. yeah, it just breaks off right here where it's been chipped away. With an axe? Nah, no axe did that. Something heavy and wooden, like a mall or a great club. It's got stress marks from the impact here, all around it. Haha. <laughs> You know the stone as well as you know my wine. Probably better, actually. But your wine is tastier.
1: It looks like it continues, though. What does that say?
3: This is where it really doesn't make sense. Check this out. Six plagues to oppose the six temples. What six temples?
1: I don't know of six temples. Unless they have been lost to time who knows what the world really looked like before the stone was destroyed. But it doesn't sound dangerous. Well, yet, I suppose. How does this open?
3: Yeah, no. But I see a way, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, I think we need to put her head back on before it will open. You can see the pivot points here. It needs the weight returned, and their hands should lift off the case.
2: (laughs) It would be huge if it's anything like the other ugly things. What? (laughs) I doubt it was taken very far. Come on, let's go back this way.
1: Hey, uh, Dabria, how can you say they are ugly?
2: (laughs) When you've seen what I've seen. (laughs) When you've hoped... Like I've hoped. You learn real quick that angels don't exist. But Dabria, they do.
1: If they didn't... They don't! They do!
0: Dabria's golden eyes widened at the paladin's outburst.
1: You are blinded by your own anger so much that you can't see the truth. We can all be angels if we choose to be. What?
2: (laughs) Stop trying to save the world, Benedict. It's only going to hurt you in the end. Some of us are beyond redemption. Now back off.
1: No. I'm tired of your self-loathing. It only makes you weak. Hmm.
2: What did you say? You heard me. Stop here. You
3: think we can lift it?
0: Dabria's trembling hands let the coil of her whip drop to the floor as they entered the next room where their friends were waiting.
2: Choose your next words carefully, your majesty. Oh, I see you for who you really are. (laughs) King of your own self-righteousness, sitting on a throne of lies. Dabria Benedict, stop. Look. No. What?
0: Her eyes widened as three snake-like shadows twisted around a large marble head on the ground that matched the others. Dabria slowly approached it. The light from the torch illuminated its soft features as the shadows retreated into the darkness.
2: Impossible.
3: I can get it. <coughs> Come on. I'll help guide you. Just follow my voice. <coughs> All right. So there's the wall um, to the right. Okay. Now straight back. Watch it. Yep. Okay.
1: Now a little left. Come
3: on. And let's go. Keep it coming. Keep coming. It works. Yep. Just
0: a little bit. I've got the And perfect. As Scott, Mir, and Vash carried the statue's missing head back to the room. Dabria's hand went to her own, shocked face.
2: Dabria? Lies. Both of you. I I know what you did, and it's not funny.
1: Almost.
3: Benedict. Help. Push up on her nose right there.
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, you mean uh, the nose that looks like... Shut up. Like... Oh.
0: <laughs> That'd be funny. As neck met shoulders.
1: Move! Oh, oh! Oh! Well, that's a rapier if it had the hilt assembly still. That's it.
3: Zorin's gonna be happy.
1: <laughs> Looks
3: like. There's a leather bag with some random jeweled chunks in it, too.
1: Grab it. We can investigate more when we get back to Garnet Keep.
0: They stood again in the war room of Garnet Keep. The smell of the rich smoke blended with the welcome rich mead in their copper chalices. Zorin sat in a chair, lovingly admiring the blade once again in his hand, lost in his own thoughts.
2: It's beautiful. Oh, put this one there.
1: Excellent. Yes. Hmm. Well, they, they fit together like this. I'd guess a jeweled hammer. Probably dwarven. Really? What could it be?
2: None of the books here have talked about a hammer like that.
1: None here but possibly at the Ivory Library.
3: Hello everyone, Dark Sister. Vash, Dabrius said you wanted to see me? Yeah, Una. Check this out.
0: Vash reached into the small bag at his hip and produced the leather book from the Nether Spring. The fireplace flared green as the room felt a chilly breeze rocket out, snuffing out the other lights in the room and leaving it washed in emerald hues. Una raised her head slowly and pulled back her hood, revealing that the shy, reserved face of the seer had changed to a confident and imposing visage, framing two powerful eyes, her mouth pulled back in a lopsided sneer, uncharacteristic to Una, as she took the book from the shocked Vash.
2: Oh, yes. Hey, okay. I know this woman. <sighs> Very rare. <laughs> it's my arms.
0: Appearing in this episode Ariat the Fierce, Daniel Nichols, Benedict the Paladin, Brian Dowling, Cordelia the Fire Mage, Jolene Fresquez, Dabria the Death Cleric, JD Rose, Scottmere, the Dwarven Berserker, Colton Jansen, Sophie the Swordmaster, Sarah Jenkins, Una the Seer, Becky Ashley, Una's Patron, Shannon Roby, Vash the Archer, Barrett Giant, Keldor the Narrator, and others, Mike Atchley. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Dice Tower Theater's Dawn of Dragons. Please join us in thanking our magnificent cast for their performance, and their full list can be found in the show notes. If you'd like a sticker from the show, please leave a review on any podcasting platform send a screenshot to dm at dicetowertheater.com with a mailing address we can send it to. In the next episode, who is the spirit tormenting Una, and why was their book found in an abandoned temple? What will be the next steps our heroes must take to defend their world against Lord Pallas and his growing Dark Army? Until then, fellow adventurers, stay safe and remember the oath.